0: And this is View of the Valleys Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4, with T.J. Hoover and Chris Smith. T.J., how was your week? Oh, it's been
1: fantastic. I feel like I haven't seen you in like three weeks. I think uh, it's been forever and a day. Basketball practice started today at the NCAA level, officially, because we're recording
0: here on Tuesday. So, it's exciting times. How about your week? How are things going for you? Pretty good. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, this is the definition of adulting for me. This past Saturday, I do landscape in my backyard, and I didn't get much sleep uh, Friday night into Saturday morning, so it was a little rough doing a lot of rock in the backyard, redoing the whole landscape back Mm -hmm. there by the patio, planting some bushes. Yeah, it uh, it was not good, but something definitely needed to uh, spruce up the place from when I uh, bought it about a year, you know, seven months ago.
1: Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things about landscaping is afterwards the shower beer. What about two shower beers? Even better. (laughs) Even better. I mean, you think like this is ridiculous, but then you do it. You are like,
0: oh Oh, yeah, it's it's nice. You know, this is fantastic. Yeah, uh, those are nice. Every now and then, I haven't said them. I am sure certain people be like. You even drink a beer in the shower? Yeah, not, not in the morning before work. <laughs> yeah, just this is a weekend's weekend. only thing, and not the <laughs> <laughs> not the furniture store. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, been good. Uh, Cardinal's got a chance to clinch tonight uh, against the Brewers. Waynos on the mound. Hopefully, he uh, he you know brings his A game, and they're able to clinch tonight. Going to the game Thursday, so taking off work. All inclusive tickets. So I'll uh, I'll be ready to go. I'll be yeah. on my A game. Yeah.
1: Do you feel like when you do something like all-inclusive tickets, there's a level of, I have to get my money's worth? Absolutely. Okay.
0: I feel like I, feel like I have to, have or you, you might as well just go buy a $5 ticket.
1: <laughs> Are, is there, have there been plans like, do I need to take Friday off of work?
0: Well, if I had enough PTO, I, maybe I would take Friday <laughs> off too. <laughs> but, of
1: course, you can struggle through a Friday. Yeah, because like you know you're off a Monday or a Tuesday. <clears throat> yeah,
0: because you know you're off Saturday. <laughs> and that's why, like, some people say, "Why wouldn't you go to the car? You know, take off and go to like a night game Friday night?" You know, to me, if if you're in a work week, I don't even see the point of taking off Friday. Like, you're already made it that far, and you're like, "Well, I got something to look forward to. I, I'm off tomorrow. I'm off Sunday. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna take a day off, it's either gonna be in the middle of the week or it's gonna be on a Monday." You know, because. I just obviously if you're going on vacation or something right. yeah you'll take that right. friday off but just a random day no i've made it monday tuesday wednesday thursday i'm working friday too
1: see i'm i'm a fan of the friday day off more so than the thursday cuz thursday day off and have to come back on friday's like uh, kicking the pants i uh, i guess i'm but,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: you also you also learn like there's sometimes working in education people like oh i'm going to take this day off cuz we have this and this and this like it's like people want to take off the first day of shotgun season like are you kidding me a third of my students are going to be gone it'll be that's smooth sailing brother you know so i mean there's you gotta pick and pick and choose your times so
0: yeah i i mean i guess everybody's a little bit different but to me i just like you know i made it that far i'm gonna work friday but so be it hopefully the cardinals can continue this win streak shit 16 in a row is unbelievable Unbelievable. I mean, we made me and a couple of my buddies made that uh, over under win total bet, you know, way back when in March. And I tell you what, if four weeks ago, if you would have said they were going to get to over eighty six and a half wins, no chance. We were all talking like, "Oh, this is dead. This, i cash this bet in. Just shred it. Not happening." And now it's like, "Wow!" Right? We kept. I kept tech because eventually, at one point, they had to go like. Seventeen or eighteen and six the rest of the way. I'm like, <laughs> got to play the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers, like the Padres. Seven times. No chance. And seven against
1: the Padres. Four against the or seven against the Brewers. Four against the Padres. Yeah. You go into Chicago, which is always a heated rivalry. Yeah, you know, and they absolutely didn't roll over. It wasn't like the Cubs were just like, yeah, go ahead. I saw a stat today said they are the second team ever to finish their season. With 11 winning their last 11 road games. The last team was in 1887.
0: Oh, I remember that year like it was yesterday.
1: <laughs> I mean, t- legitimately, Civil War veterans saw that game.
0: <laughs> I mean, that really makes your mind spin like just how long ago that and was 22 years That's... after the end
1: of the Civil mm.
0: War. Twenty. <laughs> That just shows what a run they've been on yep but uh getting into this week's episode, uh, some big news we have to get to. It should be a pretty no, not at all pretty uh yeah light light show this week maybe <laughs> wrap it up in 10 minutes and uh, try to get next week. But yeah, a lot of news to get to this week. Uh, the Ohio valleys continued the, their realignment conference at this point with just teams dropping like flies. It's like people
1: trying to get off a sinking ship. It's like, I mean,
0: that's what it really yeah, feels it's like. With teams Austin can't leave team fast enough at this point, it seems like. like. At this point, <laughs> we better get while the getting's good. You know, first you had, you know, Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State, which, you know, two 21 teams from a year ago moved to the Atlantic Sun, which that's kind of ironic, and we'll get to that in a, you know, a little bit. But the first team that announced, you know, last week since we last recorded, you know, Austin P's on the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Atlantic Sun as well they're now going to be the 13th member you know in that Atlantic Sun which again I you know seems to be it was a football-based move which just other sports following as well and that just that just made you wonder right then you know with Austin P moving you know where where is the OVC going to go from there you know you, you already heard a little bit with Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State and I know we've talked about it before but yeah, it did make a little sense for Jacksonville State to go, just because it's such a haul for anybody yeah, to get it's to kind JSU of in
1: terms of geography, for sure.
0: Yeah, like it made sense, you know, about ten, fifteen years ago when Sanford was still in the league, but once they left, you know, JSU was down there alone. But you know, Austin P going to the Atlantic Sun, it really starts to make you know anyone or fans of the Ohio Valley or even just certain you know, members in the conference, mm-hmm. you know, my head was spinning like, well, is the OVC going to, you know, it really had the potential in my head of folding at some point. Right. Now, maybe that's a little exaggeration, but when, it's not often you see a conference lose basically three teams in in a matter of, what was it, like, really? Like 12 months. Yeah, less than a year, probably. Mm-hmm. It's like right at it, I think. Valley <clears throat> uh, Hoops Insider said it was like, Right
1: around the twelve-month mark,
0: and and the one th- at least Austin Peay gave them you know notice, and which they kind of had to at this point because schedules were already out in middle of the season. But now you're you're looking at okay, what are some teams they can they can possibly add, and we'll get to that you know here in a little bit. But I mean, hell with Austin Peay, leaving and then it comes out that you know good for you, TJ, but. Right. Belmont's now going to be on the move out of the Ohio Valley, you know, come next year. I I guess you know that right. F- and it's twenty two, twenty
1: three uh, season that they're going to be um, doing that. And Matt Brown was the guy who broke that, and it really felt like he was the only one saying it. Like you know, I like nobody else to, believed it or yeah, something. But nobody was denying it either. No. You know, and then some people kind of worked their their sources and yeah, hey, this is happening. And Monday, you started to hear like, hey, it'll be. Official and then today on Tuesday it was official. They already had their their media pieces put together. I haven't had a chance to listen to the press conferences from today, but maybe we'll get a chance to uh, pick up some news from there as well.
0: Yeah. So with Belmont leaving, you know, it, it's ironic because you have these other three schools: Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State, and Austin Peay. They leave for the you know, Al- Atlantic Sun. Right. Well, that's the exact conference that Belmont came from to get mm-hmm. to the Ohio Valley. So that makes you wonder would Belmont would Belmont you think still have left if those three teams were already in it at that point and came to the Ohio Valley? Or or do you think they they would have just, you know, been complacent there for a while until something like the Missouri Valley like they are now opens up?
1: Because I think those three teams Eastern Kentucky and Austin P especially made the A Sun a better basketball conference. Now, I think they made the Ohio Valley Conference a better basketball conference, more inviting to Belmont when they made the move. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and you can throw in Jacksonville State in there too. Right, but I think those other two, I mean, or especially I think of as basketball schools. Sure, yeah, because I guess Jacksonville State was more of a football school right, anyway. I, I'm, not to slight them, but I just think
1: those are the two schools you look at.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And you know, and that's—I think those schools were a big reason on you know Belmont moving to the OVC. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you had Murray State in there, who always atop the conference at that point. Right. And then Belmont came in to give them a run mm-hmm. because outside of you know Murray State, yeah, you had Morehead State had their had their time when Kenneth Fareed was there, mm-hmm. you know, and Donnie Tindall as the head coach. But you know now. You know, morehead states put themselves back in the map with Coach right. Spradlin. You know, mm-hmm. leading things down there. You know, getting them to the NCAA tournament this past year, and right. you know, gave West Virginia a run for their money there. Mm-hmm. So, it it's really going to be interesting to see where the OVC goes. I know we've kicked it around a little bit here, seeing you know what what kind of teams you know would make sense. You know, to to maybe bring to the OVC if the OVC wants to add teams and not you know. You know, be complacent at that. Uh, at that, mm, that hurts. Yeah, got the Cardinal game on in the background. Um, but you you look at it that way, and you know, Western Illinois was an option, right? I've seen that in other outlets too. That they've you know, it seems like a good fit. You know, it's it's not that far. They're they're still basically in kind of a close. You know, mm-hmm. vicinity, you know, if the OVC is still going to continue to have tournaments in Evansville, you know, Western Illinois wouldn't be all that far from Evansville. It's hard to get there. Well, yeah, just not a great route. Yep. Uh, but you start to look at some of these other smaller conferences like, OK, you look at UMKC. Have you seen the other schools in their conference? Like they're, it's all West Coast mm-hmm. teams, it feels like. Right. I think are they in that same league with... Denver. Yes.
1: And I think, yeah, they're really the kind of the the Eastern outlier. I believe so. And I, so- I wonder about UMKC's facilities. I've been there one time, but I felt like it was basically part of their rec center.
0: That's what it was. As far as I know, that's what it's, still- it's
1: changed. And uh, one that comes to mind for me is just as we're sitting here talking, there's been discussion that Southern Indiana is ready to make the jump to division one. Maybe that's the move you make. Mm. I mean, The other teams probably wouldn't be thrilled that we're going to play in the arena up the street from them Um, in Evansville. Yeah. But
0: I'm sure they probably wouldn't. Um, But yeah, so like UMKC, they participate in the Summit League. And so just to give you a quick glance on some of those teams in the Summit League. So, I mean, yeah, and, and you look at it, you know, they they actually are not in the Western Athletic Conference anymore. They were in it till 2020, which honestly it made zero sense to me and they were in it 7 years and I I can't It's amazing they were in it that long. They just nothing was close to them. Right. But now they are in the Summit League, which makes more sense for them and at that at the point now if they're in the Summit League, it, it actually, you know, when you really sit back and think of it, you I can't imagine if they would switch a conference again, right? To move into you know the Ohio Valley, because you know other teams in the Summit League make more sense for where they're at compared to the Western mm-hmm. Athletic. Because you have what Denver, Western Illinois is in that one too, and I think uh, the Dakota's North Dakota all four State, Dakota
1: State, all four Dakota schools, North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota State. Oral Roberts is the one that kind of seems odd there. Yeah, like, going all the way down to Tulsa, you know, so. I don't know, maybe that's when you should look at as well, but I I'm betting they don't have football, which I think they the OBC needs to look at as well.
0: Yes, I would agree. Uh Western Illinois does have football, so, you know, that that's an option there. Hasn't been competitive as of late in the MVFC. No, but at at this point in time, I almost think you're like You're just trying to get teams back Mm in it. But I I meant it from a perspective like maybe Western Illinois sees greener pastures. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Competitive quicker Than than they would. Than they would in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Okay. Because, I mean, you're just an uphill climb in that conference football wise.
0: Okay. I'm following. So, you know, outside of them, I mean, Yeah, you mentioned Southern Indiana, and maybe that's what the OVC is going to look at. You know, you have some of these other schools like Bellarmine, Mm -hmm. and there are a couple other ones that have now became you know D one over the last you know few years. Maybe that's what the OVC is going to try and do to to get them back. You know, within just keeping teams in the conference. You know, I was thinking Lipscomb might be an option, but. I can't imagine Lipscomb's going to want to leave the Atlantic Sun now with some of these other teams now joining. And the reason Lipscomb made sense for a while to me was okay, you got Belmont and Tennessee State already in the conference, and they're both in Nashville anyway. Mm -hmm. And there's so many schools within Tennessee and Kentucky that, you know, were in the Ohio Valley. So.
1: What about a school like Northern Kentucky that's in the Horizon League right now? The Norse? Mm hmm. Or do they think they're in a better league, basketball-wise?
0: Well, I see. Okay, that's that's a tricky question because you go back maybe a year, two years ago. I think Northern Kentucky may they may look at the OVC and be like, "Hey, this is a very appealing thing." You know, they just had two teams get to the tournament. You had Murray State and Belmont both get there, and you know, it's not like the OVC has not had players that stand out in the nba over the last 10 15 years because god bless i mean you can name you know kenneth farid you know the murray state you know minor league nba team they've had down there and isaiah cannon uh, john morant and campaign and then robert Covington, tennessee state and Mm -hmm. you know the list really goes on and so i think then they probably said, "Yeah, this looks like a good idea," and maybe they still they still could. But I think if if they want to get a team like Northern Kentucky, who has honestly been competing with some bigger schools over the last few years at you know a non conference or even in postseason tournaments, they're going to have to get a, you know another team as well. Yeah, what yep. would feel looking at a map of that
1: conference, uh, right? State is you know in Dayton, which is kind of fits. That that mode is kind of right there in that, that area. And they go up to uh, IUPUI, Indiana University, mm. Purdue University, in Indianapolis, the Jaguars. You know, that'd be I think that would be a market that you'd look at. Like, hey, there's a there's a pretty big television market, you go to Indianapolis compared to sure. most of the other schools there. So, you know, it kind of stays doesn't stretch your footprint as much as a western Illinois does.
0: Yeah. I that could be. You know, uh, they're just, they're going to have to come up with something. But, but both partners have to be willing. They can't just be like, hey, we want you, so you're going to come. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, it's, it's, you a, but you, you mentioned, you know, they would try and find a school that has football. You know, mm-hmm. the one that, that gets me in, and, and honestly, this is if. Morehead State stays in the OVC. I mean, at this point, I don't know what teams are going to stay anymore. Right. There, 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 might be four other teams that, could, that they might already have another conference the, in mind. If at we this wait point. two weeks to record, <laughs> <laughs> formerly of the OVC, like <laughs> just view of the valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. At that point, uh, but Morehead State as a football team, but like Morehead State plays in the OVC for everything. For it seems football. like everything else except football they play i believe in the pioneer league with like okay. dayton and so that you're talking about if they are going to go to the ovc and football
1: wise that's a huge expense yeah because you don't have athletic scholarships in the pioneer league i did not know that yeah so that's all those schools they they i mean kids are getting significant academic money i'm sure but they yeah they don't have it's kind of like uh, the ivy league and that's why it's such a, a stretched out league Like if you look like University of San Diego is in the Pioneer League all the way as far east as Dayton. As if that makes sense. Yeah, but then Dayton's in it, but it's just kind of that different mentality. So uh, other than the Ivy League, almost all those other schools that don't offer athletic scholarships for football, that's the Pioneer League.
0: So I think before we record our next episode, I'm going to do a deep dive into – what teams i think should be in the ovc if this conference is going to continue and they're going to add teams okay i think what what would make sense maybe you know especially from a geographical standpoint not a yeah i think pepperdine would work out well in the ohio valley you know just like san diego works out well for you know, dayton's conference uh, i wonder i
1: wonder if you'll see more of a move like hey we have our conferences for everything and then we have our football conferences Hmm? Because you kind of have it a little bit now with the Missouri Valley Football Conference because there's a lot of those teams at the MVFC that That aren't aren't in there otherwise.
0: And it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's not like, you know, North Dakota State and South Dakota State and those schools that are in the Missouri Valley for football. Like, it's just drastically different that they're in a different college basketball conference. Right. And – Football is such
1: a different beast that when it starts driving it, you people you can sit here and say, like, Oh, it makes sense, it makes sense. What about if you're going for a volleyball match on a Tuesday in October? Like that's a that's a haul to go like say that those the MVFC is all one big conference for all sports. Now you're going from southern Illinois to North Dakota. Yeah, on a on a Tuesday. On a
0: Tuesday. I mean, I can't imagine doing that. I get I get mad myself when I gotta go an hour and a half bus trip on a Friday for a high school baseball mm-hmm. game yeah. like i I yeah. couldn't imagine going hours and away mm-hmm. yeah, and the the logistics of it no, yeah, so maybe
1: that's what we'll see, but yeah, I'm waiting for your deep dive into these are the school's Chris Smith's new Ohio Valley Conference <laughs> making phone calls
0: yeah'm I'm, I'm gonna see what uh see what I come up with there. Um, but having said that, once you get out of the, uh, OVC part of things, Belmont slides into the Missouri Valley things. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, you being the MVC fan, you are, what does Belmont do for the Missouri Valley? I
1: think, I think it definitely raises their national profile even more so. Like after you've lost Wichita state, I don't know that I think Belmont's program is, where Wichita States was when they left by far, because, I mean, you're talking about a team that made it run to the final four. But th- people are going to like the idea of the Nashville market, the footprint. You know, maybe you're going to get some alumni that are going to make the, the road trip there, but we've talked about how expensive Nashville's gotten anyway. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think, I think Belmont people should maybe be cautious. Hey, we're just going to go over here. We're going to have the same success. I mean— we talked about before we start recording, like year in and year out, if you're Belmont, Murray State was really the only school you had huge concerns about. Sure. You know, and you that was still,
0: consistent every right, year.
1: Consistent every year. Obviously, more head state mm-hmm. came through this year. But then Belmont had a pretty good season and nobody was even thinking like, hey, they're a bubble team. Yeah. They didn't win the tournament. Sorry, guys. You're not gonna make it. You know, from Belmont's perspective, they've got to think like maybe this helps our RPI. Maybe this helps our net, you know, whatever metrics you're going to use and however you're going to change it. But at the same time, there's a reason why it's the, the MVC is a higher ranked conference than the OVC. I think they were number ten this year.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, around and, top ten. Well, it's because you have
1: you know Loyola, Drake, you know Northern Iowa <clears> had some significant issues with with players out, and those are three teams that I mean, can you hope to split with all three of those teams and still get in the tur- get in the tournament? I don't know.
0: Well, and it's not even, yeah. You you may have had just those top three that were mm-hmm. up there, you know, at the top with you know RPI and keeping the Missouri Valley afloat near the top ten and net ranking, whatever. But you look at some of those other MVC schools, you know, like Carbondale. They had a big win this year against mm-hmm. a Power Five school, right? And Missouri State's been on the up and up, and. Uh, There's just a difference within the Missouri Valley, I feel like, when they get Power 5 schools on there compared to not even just like the OVC, but once you look at the other legit mid-major conferences, Mm -hmm. I feel like the Missouri Valley does a better job competing with those Power 5 and buy games than, you know, school other conferences below that. Like when you look at maybe the Horizon League or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, and love the OVC. (laughs) <laughs>
1: but are the bottom four
0: in the OVC as
1: tough as the bottom four in the MVC were? I I I I don't think so. Yeah, you know, and that's I like disagree with you. That's that's kind of the other grind of it too. Like Tennessee State, love their program, love their facilities. They've struggled. That's not a game that you went in like, whew, guys, you know. Whereas Valparaiso has had some big wins the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. You well, know, and you and, league wise, and you can kind of kind of piggyback off that is that like a knock on Tennessee state's program? No, but, you know, you know, Dana Ford, you know, left Tennessee state who did great things down there in Nashville Mm -hmm. to go to the Missouri Valley, which I assume in his head and, you know, obviously in my head too, it it was a step up, you know, going from Tennessee state, you know, to Missouri state, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was a pay, you know, good pay increase. And it's, it's a bigger upgrade from the yeah, more and you the look dad. at the,
1: the facilities are much nicer. Yep. You're in an area where you're kind of the big dog. You're not fighting Vanderbilt. You know, Middle Tennessee State's not too far away. And Belmont. Belmont, too. you know, Lipscomb basketball-wise. Yep. And, you know, so, yeah, I, f- I think there's that side of it. I'm interested to see how the schedule's going to play out if they don't get to 12. You know, I think, and, you know, that's something else we can discuss as well is, like, does the MVC look for a 12th team?
0: Uh I bet they've already been looking for a 12th team, and who knows it might mm-hmm. it might take just about a week for it to come out. Right. Once Belmont announced, it, whew, if it's another yeah. team similar to that, that that may have just what what it mm-hmm. needed to get them yes. in there. Yeah, get
1: somebody else in there, and um, I think from my perspective, looking at the MVC, and obviously I, I went to a public university, I want to see another public school come in because there's kind of that balance of public and private within the league. Sure, and you know so. Murray State seems like the most obvious choice. Um, there's been, I've heard that SIU maybe doesn't want them because it's really close to their footprint in terms of competing for students, which is at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're competing for oh, students. Absolutely. Um, you know, i heard other things at facilities in terms of where do, you, where do you fly in with a charter flight to Murray State University? I mean, Carbonell you'd fly into Marion, which is still a good yeah. 15, 20 minute drive away, but at least it's there. Edwardsville, you're flying into St. Louis. I mean, that's an OVC school.
0: Yeah. Now, I know Cape Girardeau has a small, mm-hmm. small airport, which but I, think it, I think it can accommodate, though. Yeah. I, mean, I think, a, well, I think some of CMO's of flights are like Allegiant down mm-hmm. there. So obviously yeah. they have big planes that, you know, come mm-hmm. in down there. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, that's not too far from Murray, but even still, that's, you know, you don't exactly want to fly somewhere and then, oh, okay, I got another hour and a half or, mm-hmm. you know, however long drive. Right. But maybe that's that's one of the reasons uh, the Missouri Valley liked Belmont. You mm-hmm. know, you can fly into Nashville and yep. uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, other ones, I think they said they
1: talked to UW-Milwaukee the last mm-hmm. time around. Um, okay. They actually play in the same facility where the Milwaukee Bucks played when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on the Bucks. Really? Yeah, it's downtown. Their facility's downtown. Like The uh, the school is a little bit kind of on the north side of town, but they play right downtown where next door to where the the Bucks play today. There's some great uh, n- nightlife down there, some good places to eat, drink, stuff like that. A lot of great places down mm-hmm. there.
0: Yep. Water Street? hmm mm, yep. Wow. Yeah, love that. I've I've got my
1: favorite places in Milwaukee, but you know I've been on UW Milwaukee's campus. It's a beautiful campus. Like if I had my choice, if I'm sending my kid to, from a perspective of where I'd like my kid to be, not necessarily in the in what the degree looks like between Marquette and UW Milwaukee, I like UW Milwaukee's campus so much better. It's and more in a residential neighborhood. It feels safer, whereas Marquette's is is down. In, in, a, in a rougher part of town, I'm not going to lie, you know, there's some campuses you look at and you're just like, is this where I want my kid hanging out at night?
0: Now, I will tell you, having been, having stayed near Marquette's campus uh, a couple years back, we went to a Cardinals Brewers so we stayed at a hotel. Mm-hmm. You could literally see Marquette's like soccer field and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Marquette does have a nice attraction around their campus. It's the Petal Autonomy Hotel and Casino, and that's where we stayed at for that series. It was a terrible idea, you know, but, (laughs) hey, there's an attraction there, and uh, it actually looked pretty nice around it, you know, some of the athletic fields, but I'll tell you after that, I didn't know where Marquette's actual campus was. I couldn't find it.
1: Yeah, the buildings are beautiful. That must not have looked very hard, though, either. Yeah are well, you too busy in the casino because you couldn't do that anywhere else in the country these days.
0: <laughs> uh, but what outside of UW, what what was uh what was another school that I think they looked at
1: Nebraska Omaha the last time around. Again, kind of a I think they're in the Summit League too. Yeah, they are in the Summit League. Um and then there's been some real discussions with, about UT Arlington.
0: Oh, okay. But that
1: seems like a That's weird a fit. That's a far too. Yeah, that, like that's, I mean you're looking Missouri State's the closest school to them and that's that's still a haul.
0: To me that'd be like
1: a that
0: that's like the OVC going to Jacksonville State.
1: Mm-hmm. Or like UMKC being in the whack.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: you know the positive I think or the what helps the logistics is Milwaukee, Omaha, Arlington don't have football. Okay. Because as weird as it is the Missouri Valley conference that we talk about and the Missouri Valley football conference are different entities so if Murray State wants to come here to play basketball come to the Missouri Valley to play basketball and volleyball and baseball and softball where's their football team go which uh, or, or, hey we'll take everything except our football program
0: because honestly I've been thinking about that like for the remaining teams in the OVC like where, where are they all going to go I mean, you're Mm -hmm. you're not going to join the Missouri Valley, right? at least I wouldn't think. Maybe there's one team that maybe you jump in. But even then, if you're having success at the OVC, you're not going to – I'm not going to say that you wouldn't have success in the Missouri Valley, but you're sure as hell not going to be able to sustain it every year like you would Mm -hmm. in the Ohio Valley or another FCS conference. Just because, I mean, you look at the Missouri Valley, it's at the top every year at the Mm -hmm. FCS. Yeah and i and that's honestly what the atlantic sun is going for right now with some of these teams they got bringing in and i think at some point if i unless i misread it that these are some schools that i think they want to go fbs at some point um or some of them and i think that they're trying to put together as big of a conference as they can with some of these teams that want to do that i mean you look at i think it was eastern kentucky last Spring. No, last fall. They didn't play in the spring when all the other OVC schools mm-hmm. did. They played a legit uh, FBS schedule mm-hmm. in the fall. And yeah, they may not have fared all that well, but I think they did win a couple games. And mm-hmm. so, if you're wanting to go that route, I mean, you're gonna have to do a a lot better, I think, in regards to scheduling and and yeah, or you it's, market. Yeah, it's a mess right now. I just. It just feels like I'm getting confused just talking about it.
1: I, mean, I need stuff I need stuff written down. I need maps and flowcharts and
0: Maybe I'll maybe I'll get a big map, put it on the wall in here of every uh We'll make it like our own detective show. We'll have pictures like flight
1: logs, like there was a flight that flew from Dayton to St. Louis. What's going on there?
0: Oh. <sighs> So I guess time will tell here what you know what happens with you know the you know Missouri Valley they're gonna you, know, you know 12 mm-hmm. team or you know what the OVC is gonna do team wise because you know Belmont leaving that's a legit another 20 win team that's leaving and who knows it it after this year it's definitely gonna leave more balance in the OVC especially you know yeah compared to that but I I really my my biggest thought today was I was talking to my son.
1: And I was like, I want, "Are all eleven teams going to get in the Arch Madness tournament?
0: Mm. Do I do I have to take two days off of work now, Thursday and Friday?" Yeah. Do they do something like what the OVC's been doing? I hope not. For the longest time, <laughs> they make you earn it. I hope not. <clears throat> like I understand why they do it, just because they you know they want to make sure that their best team has that chance mm-hmm. to get there. But I've always felt like. You know, it's it's a fresh start. Get you know, give them your give yeah. them your chance. At, at that point, don't have the tournament. Save yourself
1: the cash and just send your top team if that's what you want.
0: Yeah. You no, know, no. I understand.
1: I understand. From hey, we want someone can go in and win a couple games, as opposed to the team that went seven and twenty eight and got hot and won four straight. Because yeah, for every
0: every game that you play, conference gets another check. Yep, it's very true. But outside of that, TJ, uh, there was some other news within the Missouri Valley right? Uh, prior to teams being added or leaving in the OVC, going to the MVC, uh, since we last recorded. And that was uh, your all modder there, uh, TJ, uh, SIU's athletic director, uh, Liz Jarnigan, uh, let go.
1: Was let go. Uh, came in with Coach Kill when he came in as athletic director before he left, to, I believe, to go to Virginia Tech's coaching staff. Um, it was shocking you know I thought she'd done some good things they said that the fundraising was up and there have been some other stories well part of it is we'll never know because from what I understand it and from the southern Illinois and they've done some good reporting is it but her contract says that neither side can disclose why she was let go without this consent of the other so she can't say anything unless the school says, yeah, it's okay. And they can't say anything unless she says, yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> so there's always going to be speculation. So um, I think September 9th was the night that, that she was let go officially. And the student newspaper on campus, the Daily Egyptian, came out with a story and said there were some reports about some things that had been happened with the, the head coach of the women's swimming and diving team. And some athletes had met with... Uh, coach or mrs jarnigan and some things like that hadn't had, had not gotten a resolution to their liking the chancellor found out about these meetings and these accusations september 7th and jarnigan's let go on september 9th and then the southern illinois also reported that jarnigan had hired a compliance officer that had, was under show cause order by the ncaa be, for giving out loans to student athletes at the university of Akron that had caused Akron to lose gain, you know, forfeit previous games and stuff like that. And had brought him in as your compliance director. So he has been since been moved, I think, uh, to equipment management somewhere, something along those lines. Mm. So, you know, it both, neither one look good, but now her attorney has come out and said, she's going to get paid everything upwards of $400,000 remaining on her contract. And the school just said, hey, we're going to have to cut $3 million from the athletic budget for the next three years.
0: Hey, it makes perfect sense to me, so once you hear that... You know, and who knows? It'll, it'll probably be battled
1: out. In court will probably never know how much was actually given to her or if they have show cause, and that's just her attorney saying that to save face for her in the school. that We can't say anything from, from that perspective.
0: I mean, I... I understand. I guess you know within college athletics, yeah, the the contracts are different than any other job, if you will. But I mean, if you're let go at mo, you know, a normal, you know, eight to five job, whatever, you're not getting any pay the rest of the year. That's when, that's when you have a good attorney, a good <laughs> agent,
1: and they work in there like, hey, if you fire her for cause, okay, then she walks on her merry way, and so well. So far, but if you fire her for no reason, you owe her the rest of it, and that's that's what happened here. So,
0: well, I mean, that's kind of similar to, uh, you know, Wichita State's a former basketball coach there. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a hefty penny—he's walking yeah, away and it with. it felt like they had cause, and he
1: still got paid.
0: I mean, it's it's just odd how. Uh, How stuff like that unfolds. Yep. And again, we'll never know.
1: She has her rights as an employee that you can't, you know, disclosing certain things, whether it be punishments or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody may ever know. But how do you think, do you think that affects SIU athletics at all? You know, with that happening... Basically in the mid, I, I wouldn't say I, middle of the semester, but, but early, like, yeah, it's in the middle of the football season, Yeah, I guess, you know, yeah.
1: uh, I think having spent my life around high school athletics, our impression of what a college athletic director does is not nearly what the high school AD does. Coaches are responsible for their own scheduling. The conference usually takes care of officials, but the AD is kind of the person that, that leads it as your fundraiser. And they're going to bring in the people that they want for those. They do the hiring for those big jobs. So, if you're a head coach and the AD is suddenly fired, you're worried about who's coming in. You know, is oh. Chris Smith going to come in? And hey, he's got his buddy who is a you know, up-and-coming football coach or has had success in the past. And that's the guy he's going to bring in. Come hell or high water, then you know you have you have reason to worry. You know, especially for your two flagship programs at a school like SIU, which I think are your football and your men's basketball. <laughs> And they're, you know, Coach Cindy Stein, the women's coach, has already said that this is their last season. So what does that do for that program? Is, is the new AD going to bring in their person? Is that going to be a big hiring point? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I obviously obviously different than high school athletic director. And, and I'm sure, you know, it's not like a high school AD versus a college AD where you're not interacting with that you know, mm-hmm. AD. It seems like I don't say every day, but you know, during high school, you see him all the, t- see right. him her all the time, and right? Whether it be in the hallways or you know at that athletic field. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where uh, where Carbondale uh, decides to go from here, and
1: yeah, who they can afford. That's gonna be another thing as well.
0: Even from a you know a budget standpoint right, too, like right. what you just mentioned with the you know what four million dollar pay in, pay decrease, $3 million, three million a year. Yep, I bet they're making cuts across the board. Hmm. But outside of uh you know Austin P and Belmont leaving the uh, OVC with Belmont joining the Missouri Valley and uh you know SIU athletic director being let go. Any is there any other news we feel like is uh urgent to get out right now? You know, in this week's episode. I don't really have anything, didn't have anything in mind. Just uh,
1: I feel like you're looking at me like I should know. Like I mean, am I supposed to talk about how you got your state championship ring last no. week? Oh uh,
0: no. But they
1: now that you mentioned it, yeah, it, it looked pretty nice. Yeah, it was a nice ceremony. I thought the PA and I did an excellent job.
0: Yeah, I, I I could not figure out how that guy butchered my name. The easiest name out there, Chris Smith, and he butchered it. No, oh, just kidding. Yeah, you did a nice job with it. Thank you. All former, all coaching staff, former FCHS
1: alumni. Yep, oh, they their current alumni. yeah. I threw that little tidbit in there myself.
0: Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's that was a that was a good observation. Yeah. Now, what would you have said if uh, four of the five were FCHS? No, I wouldn't have said anything. You wouldn't have said anything? Mm-hmm. And four of the four of the five coaches are from FCHS, the other from uh, Melville. Yeah. Three of the five I had as students in class. <laughs> uh, but no, I was actually waiting for you to say, you know, I went down to Carbondale uh, this past weekend. You know, went to the football game. Yeah. And uh, Where would you say you went and ate at? Uh, quattros. quattro's.
1: Yep, Quattro's. Yep, it's a, a go-to. We didn't go the week before after the Dayton game. because It was late, so we just went to Mod, do the the fast-style pizza. But, yeah, I had some Quattro's and uh, brought my yellow cup home.
0: So what I'm starting to gather here is that it doesn't matter what sporting event is happening down there that you go to, this is going to seem to be like a a weekly stop for you whenever you're there. Yeah, typically. We went- Since you're a restaurant here locally, no longer. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I brought it up.
1: God, you just pour salt in the wound, don't you? <laughs> yep. I, I'm, I'm struggling to find a new wing place. I need breaded wings. That's, that's what my place specialized in. So I don't know if I told you this, that one of my sons, he and I went to see, he wants to go to every Big Ten football stadium.
0: Yeah, I remember. So we went to
1: University of Indiana, and on the way we stopped in Terre Haute, and there's a Show Me's there. It's 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 a palace. I mean it's I mean it's palatial. I mean I'm not being sarcastic. It is massive. It's massive, and it's a sports bar like no no other. But we were staying in Terre Haute, so we stopped. We had lunch, and I told my wife, I was like I was thinking about just getting fifty wings to go. She's like. Why not go ahead and get a hundred? All right. Twist, <laughs> my, twist arm, my arm. But came home with a hundred, lasted me about three or four days. Or fifty. Lasted me about three or four days. So but still.
0: Yeah. Three or four days? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't know So that meant you would have been average. Did you um, were they all just for you? My wife had some, too, Oh, okay. But
1: then I took them for lunch at work, so eight, nine, ten, whatever was left.
0: I'm sure she probably asked, Do you want anything? Nope. I'm just gonna eat wings again for dinner. Lunch, dinner? No, just it for lunch. Quick snack on the way to school.
1: Mm. Yeah, but I got to find a place, man. I'm struggling. But no, uh, we went. So my oldest son that goes to school down there, we went down to SIU this summer because there were some things he had to take care of. And when he got done, he got back in the vehicle. I was like, hey, I figured we'd grab dinner on our way home. He's like, all right, sounds good. I was like, well, where do you want to go? I was being, I was a legitimate question. The incredulous, indignant look and sound from his voice, like, I just figured we were going to Quattro's. Like, you dumb son of a... Like, why would we go anywhere else? (laughs) What are we going to do tomorrow night, Brian?
0: (laughs) Oh. Yeah, see, I, you know, I don't really care where I get wings from. Uh, And I know you're going to laugh at me because you're going to be like, well, those are just chicken nuggets. I like boneless wings. I like to just stick a fork in it dip in some ranch or whatever and pop it on in i don't like working to get that meat off you know the bone or anything i just i just want to eat it take my uh you know do my 12 ounce curl nice uh beer and so do you
1: prefer hot dog over a good steak
0: Mm, no, you can't compare the Well, two. why not? No, you can't. Why not? It's, it's just the it's leftovers. That's what, a, that's what a stinking completely. boneless
1: wing is. You have to cut it with a knife. I have to work for it. It's completely different. No, it's dif- not completely, yes, it How, is is it completely. How is it completely different? Well, tell me what part of the chicken <laughs> the the boneless wing comes from, and why is it cheaper when the, the employee has to do
0: more work to get it prepared for me? Now, all I'm saying here is a steak... Is completely different than a hot dog. A steak, you're. I mean, you ever had, just had a real nice yeah. steak? Yeah. Then God bless. You can't compare it to a hot dog. I don't know how you can com- compare a good hot wing to a boneless wing. They taste almost the same. I mean, you know, a boneless wing has the same sauce on it that a normal wing, a normal wing does. Okay. How about a, a steak? Sur- does not taste the same as a hot dog. Uh, how about a sirloin compared to a nice porterhouse? Okay, now now we're on a, now we're on a. I'll even give you a
1: boneless sirloin that you don't have to work for. <laughs> Just stick your fork in it, jam the thing in your mouth, <laughs> hope you choke on it.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I still there's still a difference. Like a a nice porterhouse tastes a lot different than a, you know, sirloin. Mm-hmm. My concern is I just,
1: I hate the idea that we're calling it a wing when we don't know which part of the bird it comes from. I have a a distinct feeling that it's just like the leftover nonsense.
0: Okay, so I'm going to use your logic then. Uh, Next time I go and order boneless wings, I'm just going to ask at the restaurant, I'll take an order of the chicken nuggets with this sauce. Okay. And they're going to say, we don't serve that. Yeah. Saucy
1: nugs. That's what you're getting is saucy nugs.
0: And I'm saying, well, I was told you guys had chicken nuggets here. And then if if they don't believe me, then... And if I'm sitting at your table, I'm going to look at them and then go... Then your Pork. mindset here make, is dead. It doesn't make any sense. Because no going to believe.
1: So you're saying restaurants are always right? They're the same people that give us unsweetened tea. I like unsweetened tea. You don't unsweetened tea. It's It already comes not sweet. So you put sugar in it, then took the sweetness out... I don't think so.
0: so. So what are you saying that it should either be on the menu that you're having? It's tea. Tea or, or sweet tea. I, okay, I, I believe that logic. I'll give you that one. And honestly, We've gone off the rails here. <laughs> I didn't even think of it that way ever. <laughs> I always thought of it as unsweet tea. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we've rattled on enough about uh, wings. Team was listening. I think they turned it off. But (laughs) uh, uh, so uh, next week, though, uh, Coach uh, Preston Spradlin of Moorhead State excited. uh, Right now, it looks as that he's going to join the join the show next week. Supposed to get uh, chat on the phone with him uh, later on towards the end of this week and. Uh, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we can still get him on. And uh, I know, you know, myself, you know, being the OVC, I got you know a lot of, a lot of questions I'd like to ask him. And I, don't, I mean, he may not like, even know where the. Do you OVC... feel like Rose in the Titanic?
1: And is there room for anyone else on that door?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, he might not even know what's going on anymore in the conference. But who knows? Yeah, looking forward to it. But uh, with that, TJ. Uh, I got nothing else. Any final thoughts?
1: No, not at all. Just go Cardinals. Hopefully they can get the win tonight and uh, wrap it up. And I'm afraid I don't want them to like let the gas, foot off the gas either.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm to the point now, which I hope they you know they win tonight. They're up four two and bomb the fifth right now. I just hope they can save some wins for the playoffs if they end up getting there. At least one. Just you know, yeah. Win one at home or something. No, just win one to get out well, of the Oh yeah. The to wild yeah of the wild card games. So. Absolutely. Well with that TJ, that's gonna wrap up episode four here on season two of View of the Valley's podcast. For TJ Hoover, I am Chris Smith. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week as Coach Bradlin joins the show, to talk more head state, hoops, along with Ohio Valley basketball. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and SoundCloud, and give us a follow on Twitter. At View Valley's pod. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good one, everybody.